This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 9, Risky Grammar. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we are here to show you how to get the seven that you need on your next IELTS exam. Subscribe to our show and join Jessica Beck, the examiner of excellence, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Portland, Oregon, and Boston, Massachusetts, USA. In today's episode, you'll learn what grammar risks to take on IELTS and when to play it safe. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Jessica, how's it going? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty. I'm just getting over a cold, though. Oh my god, it's terrible to have a cold. I know. So excuse excuse my my voice if I sound if I sound a little more nasally than I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Talk but I'm on I'm on the end of it. So I'm I'm on oh, the okay. upside now. Good. As they say, you're on the mend. That's an expression, right? Yeah, I I love that expression. On the mend. It's very it's very positive, but it still sounds like like old timey. Like it's it's something my grandma would use, but I would also use. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it's one of those timeless expressions that still works across generations. <laughs> yeah, totally. So like when I'm, when sometimes students bring me, I'm sure this happens to you, they bring me um lists of idioms that they're trying to memorize. And usually only, you know, like maybe half of them are still used today. <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. On the on the mend is still used. So well, I'm glad to hear that you're on the mend. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so we had a really good IELTS question from one of our awesome All Ears English listeners. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for the question, Jessica? I'm so ready. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. And here is the question. So we know that a lot of our listeners are going for that score of a seven, right, uh-huh. on the IELTS so they can reach their dreams in their life and their careers. Yep, that but magic number, yeah. That magic number. But they wanted to know, one of our listeners wanted to know what how complex the grammar needs to be that they use on the writing and the speaking sections if they actually want to get that seven. So yeah. what do they have to show the examiner? Good question. To get that seven? Yeah. Good so question. if if you look at the descriptors, right, the the rules that the examiners must follow when they give you grades, um, for uh, six for grammar, you have to have a mix of sentence structures. So that means you have to have um, simple sentences, compound sentences, and complex sentences. Um, and then for uh, but still, but still mistakes. 
You can still have mistakes. You just have to have a mix of sentence structures. But okay. it, let's, or, let's get some examples out yeah. there of what those things mean, right? Compound, complex. What does all of this mean? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm using, I'm <laughs> using these grammar terms, just assuming everybody is following along. Um, <laughs> I've been talking to teachers too much today, I think. Um, yeah. So right. a simple sentence is just subject verb, right? Maybe object. So I go to the store. Simple sentence, short. Okay. Um, the compound sentence would be two of those simple sentences put together. So I go to the store and um, mm. I love buying food. <laughs> okay. So linking two ideas together would be a more complex sentence. Yeah. So using the okay. conjunctions and or but yet for mm. nor so using those okay. <laughs> to link your, okay. your ideas. Um, a complex sentence is where you add a dependent clause. So mm. the most the most common and I think easiest example um, is to use relative clauses. So, for example, I go to the store, which is near my house, because mm-hmm. I love to buy the food that they have. Right? So okay. there, there was a compound sentence, but it was made into a complex sentence because I added which is near my house and that they have. Okay, good. And so doing those things, having the compound, uh, turning into the complex sentence, and then using the relative clauses, that would give us a seven. Is that right? Yes, 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 yes. But that's, it's a combination of using a mix of sentence structures and not having a lot of mistakes. So that, that is important. Ooh. Um, and, I think it's important to, for the students to, to be okay with making mistakes because you're going to make mistakes and, and you can have mistakes up until in a band score eight. Um, but you, you should play it, play it safe on the IELTS exam and just use the sentence structures that you're comfortable with. So like, okay. I think, I think a big mistake mm-hmm. that students <laughs> often have or often make is when they, they try to use like crazy verb tenses that we really like never use in real life, but they think, Oh, if I use the past perfect, you know, I'll get a seven. <laughs> but like, yeah. what, how, yeah, when do we use that? Not the time to explain. Okay, so this is not the time to experiment and yeah. to throw out a new verb tense that we really don't know how to use very well. Okay, exactly. okay, good tip. Yeah. So, um, I think <laughs> what 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 do you think about the 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 past perfect? Do do you use that like in good everyday question. conversation? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I feel like the past perfect is talked about a lot in ESL classes, uh-huh. right? My students ask me yeah. for help with the past perfect all the time. Yeah. It's like a big hang up. But honestly, I tell them, I mean, I help them with it, but I tell them we really don't use it that much. So exactly. we shouldn't put so much energy. But I think it's one of those tenses that they, that a lot of our listeners and our students just never quite mastered. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, in my view, it's, it's one of the easier tenses because it's so specific. We only use it at such mm-hmm. specific times, you know, that, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you, if you contrast it with present simple that we use all the time in a variety mm-hmm. of different, you know, situations, like that's really hard to get to like fully understand when to use it. But like past perfect is just, 
you only use it before another action in the past. Like it's really specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Two steps back, as we say, right? So yeah. yeah, but don't experiment with these crazy tenses like the past perfect, guys. So stay, I like your advice, Jessica, to stay a little bit safe, like play it safe. Exactly. And go with the tenses that you know, so you make sure you're saying it correctly. Again, we're, we're about connection, not perfection. Mm-hmm. But if you're going for that seven, you do want to make sure that, you know, you're saying a good number of tenses that are correct. Yeah, exactly. So um, you can think of a seven as you have that mix of sentence structures, same as a six, but a lot of your sentences, you know, if I give it a percentage, let's say like 80% of your sentences have no mistakes, you know? So you want to have like over half of your sentences with no mistakes. So stick to the sentence structures you're comfortable with. I recommend getting really comfortable with relative clauses because that's the easiest way to work in those complex sentences that you need. Um, and they're, they're easy to use. Like it's, it's easy grammar to use correctly. Today, we're talking about grammar on the IELTS exam. But if you want to know exactly what grammar forms the IELTS examiner is going to look for to give you a seven on the exam, you can find out now for free if you go to allearsenglish.com slash evaluation and download our free cheat sheet. That's allearsenglish.com slash E-V-A-L-U-A-T-I-O-N. Good. And what's a way that we can practice these relative clauses and make them real in our lives, right? On this show, we don't like to focus too, too much on grammar and grammar terms, but how can we make these real to us and relevant to us in our lives when we're practicing English? Yeah. Um, As with anything you're trying to learn, if it's a grammar structure or vocabulary, you you have to personalize it, you know, as we we say in the teaching world. Yeah. (laughs) So um, make it make it meaningful to you by using it in real life. This could be, if you want to use it in speaking, practice, you know, speaking for two minutes um, and try to use three relative clauses. Or if you're just starting out with your practice, I would write out an answer to a part two question, for example. I would write my answer out, make sure there's relative clauses in there, and then read it out loud. And then you go from Mm -hmm. that very controlled practice to um, just speaking and trying to focus on using those, those clauses. Mm, okay, I like it. I like it. Great. And so this goes for writing and speaking, correct? Yeah, definitely. So um, the the descriptors for uh, writing and speaking for the grammar and the vocabulary um, are like almost exactly the same. They're not exactly the same, oh, okay. but they're almost exactly the same. So if you want to get a seven on writing... Same thing, same thing. Um, you have to have that mix of structures, but you also have to have a lot of error-free sentences in order to get that seven. Okay, so we're really striking a balance here of of trying to be a little more sophisticated in our language, mm-hmm. but at the same time, as we said, playing it safe and mm-hmm. not taking too many ridiculous risks yeah. that are going to get us into trouble. <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're doing your practice, when you're um, when you're working with a tutor or you're you know in class, that's the time to take risks. That's the time to experiment and try and try and grow in the language that you're using. But when it comes to test day. Try Try to use the the structures and the vocabulary that you're more or less sure is correct. 
Right. The ones that you've been repeating and you've been using, you've been listening to, you've yeah. been hearing them constantly and they're just ingrained in your mind. They just feel so natural. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So keep it's, practicing. It, keep practicing. Mm-hmm. Stay solid. Choose yeah. choose the structures that you want to practice. Don't try to learn it all. You don't have to use it all. Just pick and choose. Choose the complex structures that you're comfortable with. Practice those. Get some feedback from a native speaker. And then those are the ones you use on the test. Yeah, it makes me think a little bit of an about an an athlete when we're preparing for a sporting event, yeah. for example, a tennis tournament. We want to practice really, really hard, even longer than we expect a a match to go, yeah. so that by the time we get to the match, it actually feels really easy, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in high school sport, well, college sports too, I'm sure that you have the conditioning season before the real yeah, season begins, right? My my right. my soccer coach in high school used to take us up into the hills and make us run the fire trails like all these uh-huh. dirt trails in the mountains like miles you know farther than you'd have to run in a soccer game um but it re- gets you into shape so <laughs> if there's some yeah sort of, that's the idea yeah there's some sort of like grammar equivalent of running fire trails that's that's what you're aiming for yeah. <laughs> go ahead and do that to prepare so train harder than you expect to have to perform on ielts day yeah and ielts day will be a breeze yeah some easy breezy <laughs> easy peasy <laughs> Easy breezy. (laughs) Love it. Well, this has been great. Thanks so much for your uh, information today, Jessica. My pleasure. Have an excellent day, Lindsay. All right. Take care. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.